गोपी जाना वाला बागिरी वरदारी हे गोपी जाना वाला बागिरी वरदारे यशोदानंदना ब्रजजनरंजना ओयशोदानंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुना तीरावनचारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे हरे Hade Rama, Hade Rama, Rama Rama, Hade Hade. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari. Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari. Hari Om Tatsat. Hare Krishna, everybody. So thanks for your company, for coming. Anybody here for the first time? 
please raise your hand, not to welcome. So, like I said, after uh, the Bhagavad Gita class, we'll have a kirtan. And then at uh, 7, uh, we'll have the kirtan at 6.30. And then at uh, 7 o'clock, we'll have dinner. Prashadam down, down the hallway there and downstairs. So everybody's welcome to stay. Last week on uh, Wednesday, I think it was, was called Gita Jayanti. It was the day that the Bhagavad Gita was spoken some 5,000 years ago. So this is a book that people have been getting inspiration from for thousands of years. But as we know, the truth is not measured by time also. So... In English, it means the song of God. And I was thinking to uh, talk about consciousness. A lot of people are stressed out these days, and even in the holiday seasons, when there's so much you know, time off work and time for relaxation and time for family gatherings, a lot of times the stress increases in certain people's lives. So just being in the material world itself is a, is a stressful situation because by nature we want pleasure and peace and comfort and the material energy is made in such a way to always disturb that, <laughs> that desire, that intrinsic uh, sentiment of the, of the soul. Because in Sanskrit, the soul is constitutionally blissful, full of consciousness and eternal. So anything that disturbs that, and it's ever-increasing also. It said sat-chit-ananda. This is the nature of every conscious entity. Is that we're eternally full of pleasure that is increasing. And that's the spiritual reality. But as we all no, we don't always experience that because we are fish out of water, so to speak. We're, we're, we're souls, we're spiritual entities in the material uh, arena, the material world. So we're trying to find that pleasure and that lasting peace in a place that's temporary and not always compatible with the pleasure of the soul. So we need a shift in our attitude. That's what great spiritual traditions of all cultures have taught, to focus, just change our outlook on the spiritual, put, put more attention on the soul and God and the super-soul and Krishna Bhagavan, and increase our pleasurable experience in the right arena. So I'll read a verse from the Bhagavad Gita that goes along with the little talk that I gave just now. In chapter 8, text 8, 
Tasmat Sarveshu Kaleshu Mamanusmada Yudyacha Mayar Pita Mano Budhir Mam Evaishasi Asham Shayaha Translation Therefore Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me in your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. Actually, I wanted to read the, the, the verse after that, so I'll read that one too. Abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasa nanyagamina paramam purusham divyam yati partanu chintayan. He who meditates on me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, Undeviated from the path, he, O Partha, is sure to reach me. Purport. In this verse, Lord Krishna stresses the importance of remembering him. One's memory of Krishna is revived by chanting the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna. By this practice of chanting and hearing the sound vibration of the Supreme Lord, one's ear, tongue, and mind are engaged. This mystical meditation is very easy to practice and it helps one attain the Supreme Lord. Purusham means enjoyer. Although living entities belong to the marginal energy of the Supreme Lord, they are in material contamination. They think themselves enjoyers, but they are not the Supreme Enjoyer. Here it is clearly stated that the Supreme Enjoyer is the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his different manifestations and plenary expansions as Narayan, Vasudev, etc. The devotee can constantly think of the object of worship, the Supreme Lord, in any of his features, Narayan, Krishna, Rama, etc., by chanting Hare Krishna. This practice will purify him, and at the end of his life, due to his constant chanting, he will be transferred to the kingdom of God. Yoga practice is meditation on the super-soul within. Similarly, by chanting Hare Krishna, one fixes his mind always on the Supreme Lord. The mind is fickle, and therefore it is necessary to engage the mind by force to think of Krishna. One example often given is that of the caterpillar that thinks of becoming a butterfly, and so is transferred into a butterfly in the same life. Similarly, if we constantly think of Krishna, it is certain that the, at the end of our lives we will have the same bodily constitution as Krishna. Om Ajnanatimirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam rupa kadamayam dadati swapadantikam Vandeham shri guru shri uta parakamalam shri guru vaishnavamscha shri rupam sagrajataham sahagana raghunatanvitam tam sajivam sadvetam savadutam parijana sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan 
Sahagana Lalita, Shivishakan Vitamscha, He Krishna Karuna Sindo, Dinabando Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta Namostute, Dapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Panchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindubhyevacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaudabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He who meditates on me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged remembering me, in remembering me, Undeviated from the path, he, O Partha, is sure to reach me. So there's three functions that, that, we, that the mind has. It's called thinking, feeling, and willing. So when we think of something, it's, it starts to become a, a desire, right? So that's like the first stage of let's say, cultivating desires is contemplating. So meditation means to focus on a certain thought or in some, some circles they say to, to not think. But in Krishna consciousness, we try to negate the negative thought patterns and meditate or concentrate on the positive spiritual thoughts and develop that and feed it, so to speak. So thinking, feeling, then it becomes a feeling, right? It starts to become an inclination. We start to desire that. There's a, And then when the desire becomes very strong, then attachment builds. So attachment to spiritual thoughts is good. Sometimes we think, oh, to have peace of mind would be to, ha- to negate all waves of the mind, right? Just to try to negate what's going on in the in the head. But actually, it's just like uh, explain the, the example of a child. If the child is doing something that's not good for them, what does the uh, teacher or the parent do? They give them a, a superior activity, something that's beneficial for them and something that they, they like. So the same thing is the mind is like a... Like Fickle, Prabhupada used the word in the purport, that the mind is fickle and we have to engage it by force. So sometimes, you know, I don't know about everybody here, <clears throat> sometimes things come into my mind and I'm thinking, wow, where the heck did that come from, right? Or <laughs> how did that, that's not me, that's, you know. But it can become you, right? If you contemplate, if you cultivate it, that thought, it's just like, how do people become 
evil or how do people cultivate bad habits? It's where your mind is constantly meditating, what your mind is constantly meditating on, that becomes like a habit and then a, a desire and then you want to act upon it. So meditation and Krishna consciousness is a joyful, joyful process. What is asked of by Krishna is to engage your mind in thinking of me, right? That's what the verse was saying. Remember me. So how many of you here, please uh, let's get a little interactive. I don't have the a mic, but how many of you try to think of Krishna in your day? Okay, if not, and then how many of you try to, okay, cultivate more positive thoughts? All of us, right? So the chanting that, that is, is given of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It, Prabhupada says in the purport that you're engaging the tongue, the ear and the mind. So the more thing, and then if you're, you have beads, then you're engaging your hand. If you're playing an instrument, you're engaging both hands. If you're dancing and playing an instrument and chanting and hearing and remembering Krishna. So the more absorption, the better in any, any, uh, activity. And especially for Krishna consciousness, we all want samadhi, right? Full absorption. That the senses want pleasure in their activities. And in Krishna consciousness, we're given sensory, spiritual absorption. The deities are here for the eyes to have a spiritual pleasure, to see how they're dressed, to see their smiling faces, to see their features. There's one Sanskrit prayer that uh, devotee put into English poetry. He said, Sweet, sweet is my dear Lord's form. Sweeter still his face, so fair, but his honey-scented gentle smile is sweet beyond compare. Maduram, maduram. Very sweet, right? So we want pleasure for the eyes and for the ears. What is pleasure and the spiritual? What's that? Yeah, chanting bhajans, singing for the pleasure of Krishna with the devotees. The tunes that like the that come about from the souls that have love for Krishna, those melodies, they're like certain people try to stick to a raga, right? But actually ragas and raginis, they're also personalities. Each note is personified, right? In Krishna consciousness we know that everything is personal. But beyond that, what I'm saying is that a pure devotee, when they they have higher spiritual sentiments, the tunes that are made up, not made up, the tunes that come from their heart and from their soul to Krishna are very, very pleasing to the ear and to the heart. Just like, uh, this is maybe a, a, a sad tune, but... <laughs> This is also pure spiritual pleasure. Even that's the it's the ironic thing about uh, spiritual emotions is that sad. You know, even even material. Sometimes they say sad songs make you feel so good, 
But the this song for the departed Vaishnavas, right? Jehanilo Premadana Karuna Prachu Heno Prabhu Kota Gela Acharja Thakur Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So this was written by by who? Srinivasacharya? Anybody remember? Thank you. Written by Naratam Das Thakur. How many years ago? Approximately? About 500 years ago. One of our very wise, eternal, youthful members of the community has told us. So, these songs and their sentiments give pleasure to the ears then for the nostrils let's go we'll go what's spiritual pleasure for the nostrils <laughs> smelling delicious prashadam smelling the incense offered to the deities smelling the flowers and sometimes you know when they bathe the deities in the morning they offer uh, perfumes and then the mouth, pleasure for the mouth, tasting, prashadam. So all of our senses are meant to be absorbed in superior spiritual activities. And the center of all the senses is the mind. The mind is meant to be engaged in spiritual activities. Some, some people, they may not, you know, a lot of us, without getting revealed knowledge, without this um, mental activity revealed by those that know what is the spiritual reality will just speculate right okay where should i put my mind oh, so so what do sometimes before reading krishna conscious books or reading bhagavad gita what would we come to we think okay let me meditate on a candle or a wall you know just stare at one thing so how much pleasure can really be derived? And unless and until there's pleasure in an activity, we won't continue it. So the chanting of Hare Krishna and the mental activities of remembering Krishna's pastimes, Krishna's form, there's what? There's Nama Rupa Guna Lila, the name of Krishna. Remembering, just remembering Krishna's name is is spiritual pleasure and purifying, and the right focus for the mind. Then from the name, Nama, Guna, then the qualities. Krishna has unlimited qualities, just like we all have different personalities and we all have different gifts that have been given to us by Krishna that we have to share with the world. And Krishna has unlimited beautiful qualities. Just like I was thinking... You know the word Bhagavan, right? 
means the possessor of all opulences. So one of the acharyas has named some of them. One is is strength. So strength is is attractive, right? People think of people that have power, people have physical power. But what's more powerful than maybe say the the most strongest man? What is the most strongest man attracted to? Beauty. So beauty is is more attractive or can conquer, let's say, can conquer strength. And what can conquer beauty? Sweetness. Like the love of a mother, the love of 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 a kind person goes beyond the person whether they're strong, whether they're beautiful. We become attractive to attracted and impelled to be with those people that are kind, kindness. And it's actually explained that the kindness or the sweet mercy of Krishna is the most powerful or the most attractive feature of his personality. And it impels the souls. All of us are, are hankering for intimate, sweet, loving experiences, right? We try to look for it in our relationships and in this world, because ultimately as souls, we have an intimate, loving, sweet, merciful, compassionate uh, relationship with Krishna, with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose unlimited qualities infatuate us, so much so that the, the material body, you ever hear of of advanced spiritual people fainting when they get elevated spiritual ecstasy, as they call it. Why is that? Because the body is not fit to contain the pleasure that the soul is experiencing. As souls, every one of us, intrinsically, if there's life, if there's consciousness, that means the soul is there. And the soul has that ecstasy that the body can't uh, um, manage. So we're meant, and we're at some part of our our being, we, we know that. And we, we can't settle for the pale or cheap pleasures of the material experience. So that's what spiritual life is meant for. We're meant to encourage each other to go for our true pleasure, which is in devotional service. Devotional service is the nature of the soul. It's the intrinsic nature. It's like sugar. It's intrinsic nature. It's dharma is sweet. Salt is is salty, right? So the soul's intrinsic nature is to be in ecstasy, to be in ever-increasing bliss in love with Krishna. Jivera Swarupa Hoy Krishna Nityadas. Krishna Prema Nitya Siddha Sadukabunoi Shravanade Shudichiti Keura Doi that this Krishna Prema is eternally situated in the heart of every living entity. And that by hearing, that's another uh, as it's the main the main form of devotional service is to hear about Krishna's name, qualities. So we were talking about Krishna's merciful nature. So Nama Guna and then Rupa, the form. 
the spiritual form of the Lord, Ishwara Parama Krishna, Sachit Ananda Vigraha, Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam. So Ishwara Parama Krishna, the supreme controller, is Sachit Ananda Vigraha. His form is full of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. And from the form comes activities, you know. Krishna is engaged in, in dancing and playing eternally in the spiritual reality. And we're meant to inspire each other to re- reacquaint ourselves or to reawaken our Krishna consciousness, to reawaken our dormant love for Krishna and to inspire each other to turn our meditation towards Krishna. There's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita says, wherever the mind wanders, due to its flickering and unsteady nature, bring it back under the control of the self. So Krishna is giving us tools, right? In the Bhagavad Gita, it's the song, it's it's the words of, of Krishna. And Krishna is giving us advice. Okay, here's what to do and how to be manipulate through the ups and downs of the material world. Material world is 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 categorized as dukalayama shashvatam. It's temporary and full of misery. So as as blissful spirit souls, we're not we're not meant to put all our chips in the endeavors of material activities. So step by step, we're meant to refocus and re um, direct our consciousness towards Krishna. And the process is joyful, right? What is to be asked? Krishna says, just think of me. You could just, you can just come to the temple and just think of Krishna. Just sit down and look at Krishna and think of all the different pastimes. It's like I was in Vrindavan with my friend, uh, some years back and I had the key to our room and I went somewhere and he was locked out of the room for like two hours. So he, he sat there and he just said, okay, let me think of Krishna. <laughs> and he thought from, from childhood to youth, you know, Krishna, Krishna's different activities. And he said, by the time I got there, he said he was so blissed out. That's one of the phrases we, we use. You know, he said it was his, the best time he had while he was in, uh, in Vrindavan. So this is what we're meant to do. Start from the basics, right? What is what do we have at our disposal as as humans? We have the ability to think, to speak, and to act. And the thinking motivates the rest. So that's like the root of all uh, karma also. But it's the root of our, our reactions too. What are we going to experience in uh, in life, there's another friend of mine. He says, "Where attention goes, energy flows," and that as conscious living entities, we're all like little units of attention. So, where we put our attention on something, powerful energy, even though we're we're minute, we're small living entities. To when we focus consciousness intentionally on a a subject, energy flows in that direction. So. Srila Prabhupada has given us 
so many topics, so many spiritual topics to put our attention on. And our attention can be um, become more powerful and more pleasurable by engaging it more in devotional activities. So the chanting that we do, it gives us fuel, so to speak. It's just like there's another phrase that there's the mind is like two dogs. There's a good dog and a bad dog. And who's going to win? Who you feed the most. So the thoughts that we cultivate, that's like the when, when, when a certain um, thought comes or when we direct the mind by force to a certain thought when we keep doing that. That's what meditation means, is to bring it back under the control of the self or bring it back to Krishna's holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. When the mind starts getting full of anxiety, bring it back under the philosophy of Krishna. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that one who studies this book worships me with their intelligence. So when we think of the verses, that's a, a form of of worship, to think of the words of Krishna. When our mind is going in ways that we feel aren't good for us or others, put a shloka. <laughs> put a shloka in your mind, you know. Redirect the channel. You change the channel. You know, you're watching TV or, or the radio or whatever. I mean, not that it's not a knob anymore. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> you change the channel. You don't like it? You change the channel. Okay, it's, I guess, swiping. It's swiping now. You, you swipe, swipe the screen. So, you don't like what the mind is, it's not beneficial for you? Swipe it. Change the channel. Put it on spiritual meditation. Put it on a pastime of the Lord. Put it on a devotee of the Lord. Think of the Lord's qualities. Think of the Lord's holy names. And this is a practice that we're meant to, you know, help each other with. That's what the temple's here for, to give association and to receive, you know, a like-minded, spiritually elevated association. So this was the, the topic for today, was to what we put our attention on is what we're going to feed ourselves you know, so if we want to increase our spiritual experience, we shouldn't be satisfied with a theoretical experience. Okay, I'm a soul. Like I was saying it a lot, right? Okay, the soul's eternal. Who cares what I'm saying, right? It's like saying, if I have a jar of honey and I would to get very detailed and tell you all how it's sweet by explaining it to everybody here, right? This honey has a sweet constitution because of its molecular makeup and I just got very detailed I mean how long could you listen you'd be like you know give me some you know so the taste of the honey is in the in the tasting in the eating so Krishna consciousness is meant to be experienced and all of us are hungry for intense pleasure that doesn't end and that's to be had by chanting and dancing and feasting. That's what the, the Krishna conscious movement is, is here for, is to do kirtan, to talk about the philosophy, 
to encourage each other to to be more uh, absorbed in spiritual pursuits and hopefully that that ripple will will spread across that many souls can stop the pursuit of trying to be happy in a realm of temporary misery, which is dead matter, the body, the material energy. It's a gift, the body or the world, but it's meant to be used as an instrument, not abused, but it's meant to be used in the service of higher consciousness. So those are a few thoughts on Bhagavad Gita. Are there any... uh, there's any reflections or questions? Yes? Okay, I'll repeat it. She said, you should never go away from Krishna. Thank you. Anybody else like to say? Yes? So he was saying that when you first hear this philosophy, you hear that you're not the body and you can accept that, but then it's harder to accept when you hear that you're not the mind or you're not the intelligence. So how to um, realize that we're not those things also. So it's explained like the body is like the uh, outer covering. Like if I'm wearing a, a coat, let's say, and that the mind and the intelligence are like the inner covering. And it gets very intricate because it's closer to the true self. Because the soul is is conscious, is consciousness. Consciousness is a symptom of the soul. So wherever there's consciousness, that means there's a spiritual entity. And that wherever there's the mind, so to speak. The mind, you know, sometimes we're not talking about the brain like a physical, you know, thing, but the, the mind is more like the uh, subtle, uh, subtle energy of thoughts. And intelligence becomes even more intricate or more subtle. So, yeah, it does get um, more... Uh, Challenging to to get to that stage, but it, we have to realize that, according to the philosophy of the, for like eight million, they say that there's different amounts of bodies, right? They sometimes they they categorize it as eight million four hundred thousand species. So for eight million four hundred thousand species, we've been identifying with the material body. So in one sense, that's a long time, right? And in another sense, but it, the other idea is that we're, we're eternal, that, that there was never a time, Krishna tells the Arjuna and all of us, never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. So it depends, yeah, where we're, right now we're more identified with the material energy. So we're thinking, oh, 8,400,000 species of life. I've been a body, I've had a mind, I've identified with that, and it's it's what I relate to. But gradually, you know, it's like if somebody's in the shower, 
they're not fully clean yet, but you don't criticize them. Hey, you're dirty. <laughs> they're in the shower. So we have to apply that to our own process also. Okay. Yeah, be be introspective and take a real look at yourself. Okay, I, I'm attached. I think that, yeah, these concepts that come in my certain likes and dislikes. Actually, if you, you know, constitutionally, you know anything about Ayurvedic science? You know, if you have a certain physical nature, psychophysical nature, you may like more salty things. So you may think, oh, it's my choice. It's just act, but it's actually just your makeup. You may think, oh, I like, you know, this color, but it might be your um, karmic baggage that you think, oh, I like this, I don't like that. So, yeah, the process works and you can feel it, you know, the more. But to be quite honest, I think most of us need to take a bigger dose of the medicine. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of us, to, to get to step one, to realize we're not the body, is a big step. And even if we've been chanting a little or reading the books or practicing for decades or whatnot, still, if we look at our main chunk of our where our consciousness is at, where we put our mind and intelligence, most of it, if we're honest, will be in material fears, material worries, material plannings. So we have to, you know... Put more time into it, and then it's it's to be experienced. It's it's no nobody else from an outside source says, "Okay, you're realized now." It's just like eating. Nobody has to tell you you're full. You know, you feel nourishment, you feel satisfaction, you feel relief from hunger. So that's a similar thing when you when you become satisfied in Krishna consciousness, you become satisfied, you get pleasure, uh, and you get relief from material anxieties. Forgot the other one, correlation. But, but to to become aware of the disease is, is 50% of the cure, they say, right? So to know, okay, right now, I'm identifying with my mind and my intelligence more than my true spiritual nature. So that's a that's a great sta- sta- stage to be at. <clears throat> and then, yeah, I, I would say take more prashadam. Like, how many times you eat? Two, three, four times a day. You should take prashadam. It might be um, nine times a day. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but take more of the. Spiritual process, chant a little more, read a little more, associate with advanced souls. That's really a, a fast track, is to get the association of very elevated souls is a very uh, exhilarating spiritual experience. And uh, your friend next to you had, had something to say? I always get confused about that part as well, the false ego. 
you know, how is that considered um, subtle, right? Is it subtle? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the most subtle and it's the thickest or it's the hardest to penetrate. So yeah, we're we're fighting against a big uh big material energy, so to speak, but Krishna is the cause of all those different coverings. The the earth, water, fire, air, all the different material energies and then the subtle mental intelligence, the false ego. False ego basically means we have a true ego, the soul. The false ego comprised those other things are in the false ego, you know, the misuse of your intelligence. You're acting on the false ego. So misuse of your mind. All of our if we use our mind we're using our minds. If we use it to take us away from our true nature and our relationship with Krishna, that's also false ego. If we use our bodies, that's the body is what? The earth, the water, the fire, all the different elements, then that's the misuse. But if we just redirect it, use the body to go to the temple, use the body to do devotional service, use the body to work, but in connection to supporting yourself for engaging in devotional activities, supporting your loved ones for the opportunity to do devotional service. Then all those things are in the true, true ego. And it's like a mango. Like you may have a green mango. It's not ripe yet, but it's just a matter of time. You have the mango. So you have Krishna consciousness. If you have your, 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 you know, understanding of, okay, I'm not the body, I'm the soul, I'm not my mind. I have an eternal relationship with Krishna and I'm meant to use all these abilities in connection. That's the true ego. And it'll take time for the mango to ripen and then it's offerable. <laughs> I mean, you offer yourself, you can offer a green mango to Chutney too. I mean, to Krishna too. Anybody else? Prem Charu, 